another episode of Holistic by Nature. I'm your host, Brittany Cannon, and in today's episode, we're getting personal. I'm going to be sharing something I wrote about three years ago, which shares details about my personal health journey over the years, becoming plant-based, and how I became a registered dietitian nutritionist. Let's dive in. Let me start by sharing this quote by Kelly Dorfman. We all rely on our strengths when we don't know how to handle our weaknesses. Woo! I love this quote, and I really like to preface it before I tell my story because I think it's a main theme throughout what I've been through. You know, through each journey, through each happening, through each life change, I had no choice but to rely on the strengths that I did have when other parts of me were weak or lacking, I should say. (laughs) How nutrition changed my life. I was always interested in health, but I never knew it would end up being my career. Honestly, for a portion of my life, I was convinced I wanted to be an artist. I grew up in the suburbs outside of Philly. I spent most of my life as a competitive cheerleader from about first grade to 10th grade. The same year I quit competitive cheerleading was the year my health journey began, 2010. As a teenager, this was a huge life change for me, not having a structured life schedule, and I worried how I was going to maintain my health without it. This was where my spark for health, wellness, and all things nutrition began and eventually flourished. I'm sharing this piece of me in hopes that you see I relate to you in many ways. There was a time I didn't think my story was worth sharing because I didn't have some major before and after photo to show for it. While my health journey didn't begin until 2010, I have struggled with different health problems throughout my life, some more severe than others. I remember suffering from chronic strep throat turned to hay fever year after year. I remember struggling to accept my body and the scars from having chicken pox twice. I remember struggling with digestive problems no matter what I ate or when I ate it. I remember thinking I needed to exercise intensely to maintain my weight and physical appearance, aka coming from the life of a competitive cheerleader. I remember not wanting to eat on days I was going out or had an event just so my stomach wouldn't bloat, hopefully. I remember all too well because up until a few years ago, much of this was still my reality. There was a time when I would sabotage what I knew was best for me with my actions and things I said yes to. For some of us, maintaining a healthful, mindful lifestyle is a breeze. For others, not so much. Not everyone reaches for lemon water in the morning and probiotic-rich salads during lunch or dinner. For some of us, it's a long learning process that takes years. Yep, that was me. Between 2010 and 2013, I started going to the gym frequently, running outside, eating more whole grains and more fruit, and cooking at home for myself. Overall, I started to feel much better mentally and physically. The problem is, my view of health revolved around smaller equals better, and not really much else. 
Who's been there before? The most important part of that great feeling I had was whether or not I was working out a lot. Because when I wasn't, everything else about my health seemed to decline too. My digestion, my body image, my mental health. So naturally, I kept going back to those intense workouts as the answer to all my health problems. What I couldn't see at the time was that this cycle was controlling my life. This preoccupation with working out and looking physically fit was the only thing that seemed to matter. I wasn't working out because I wanted to get stronger or faster. I was working out because I wanted to look quote-unquote better. I didn't realize I was slowly killing any confidence I had in myself, slowly turning away from what I loved about life. In reality, I was in a constant battle with myself, still struggling with chronic strep throat, allergies, insomnia, my digestion, my emotions, and an unhealthy body image. Basically, I felt disconnected and out of alignment with myself. Do you know what that's like? When you don't know what it is, but you just don't feel quite like yourself? That's the best way I can describe that feeling. In 2013, I entered my first year of college and moved on campus. I was studying to be a graphic designer and worked part-time at my local female-only gym. I will never forget the night I began watching documentaries on Netflix about veganism, the meat and dairy industry, and its environmental impact while in my dorm room. All I could do was cry streams of tears that night as I continued to learn about what was actually involved with the food on my plate. I remember being confused, angry, and disgusted at what I was ultimately contributing to. I could not believe I had never known it was okay to not eat animals or drink their milk. And what I mean by that is, when I would go to the doctor, you know, they're like, oh, are you drinking your milk? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? And I distinctly remember, it's, it's burned in my memory, my doctor basically threatening me. I know I was in elementary school or maybe even early middle school years, but he had said since I wasn't drinking milk that I wasn't going to be able to have a healthy pregnancy when I got older because the baby was going to take all my calcium. Now you tell me why he thought that that was the best way to motivate me to, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And honestly, it sucks that so many doctors use fear tactics like that instead of taking the proper, you know, methods to educate someone, especially young kids. Fear doesn't work. It doesn't work in adults and it doesn't work in kids. So back to that night. Once my emotions settled around this newfound information, I began to feel comforted by the information because it gave meaning to the ways I thought I was different. It turns out I was not such a picky eater after all. My discomfort with raw meat, drinking cow's milk, and eating fish was probably the first sign I should have embraced vegetarianism. Though I didn't eat the largest variety of fruits and vegetables, I always loved fruit. And my favorite foods were rice and bread growing up. I'll never forget my brothers teasing me for how much rice and bread I ate. <laughs> By the end of my first year of college, I moved off campus because I was not comfortable with the food options. I went as far as talking with the head of the food and nutrition department about their vegetarian and vegan options and overall food preparation styles. 
I ultimately was not satisfied with their efforts and made the decision to move off campus. Surprisingly, it was one of the best decisions I could have made because I could blend when I wanted to, cook and experiment whenever I wanted to, etc. I spent the next year and a half being a complete sponge and trying out all the different versions of veganism. And if you don't know what I mean, I'm talking about fully raw, raw till four, starch-based, etc. I even switched my major to exercise science and health promotion with a now minor in graphic design. As I continued being a sponge, I purchased everyone and anyone's book, whether it was an ebook, cookbook, or self-help book. I was always obsessing over the next best method. The problem is, I was so caught up in all the different vegan diets and doing them perfectly, I fell right back into that mindset of basing my health on my appearance. I would lose myself being so wrapped up in what everyone else was doing. I continued to struggle with my digestion, my emotions, and my body image. Through all of the experimenting, I became hesitant towards veganism. Because when someone knows you're vegan, oftentimes they instantly become critics to what you eat or don't eat in front of them. Even more, I dreaded being asked, quote unquote, so what are you? I felt this internal battle because I wasn't a perfect vegan. I never wanted to say vegetarian because at home when I cooked, I was 100% vegan. But during family dinners and parties, I would have a slice of cake, knowing that it wasn't vegan, and I was okay with that. Of course, I fully understand veganism now, and that it's not just about what you're eating or not eating but very much includes the ethical side regarding the wrongful treatment of animals. So please know that I am in no way, shape, or form shaming veganism, but I am acknowledging the need for space for people transitioning to veganism. And that's what I wasn't finding when I needed it most. We know you don't have to be 100% plant-based to receive the health benefits. And sometimes, depending on a person's reason why for coming to this lifestyle, they may have no interest in ever being vegan or 100% plant-based, which is completely their decision. For the most part, going on this journey alone really had a lot to do with my lack of confidence in all the experimenting and me just trying to figure it out and everyone else wanting me to define it right then and there. As the term plant-based started growing more popular, many of the accounts that I followed had negative opinions toward the term because, quote-unquote, it wasn't clear enough and it confused people with veganism, etc. So at first, I thought plant-based eating was a marketing term used for meat eaters to still eat meat. But then I started to understand plant-based eating, especially whole food plant-based eating. Simply put, it means the base of what you eat is whole plant foods, which is exactly what I had been doing since the night I watched those documentaries on Netflix. What a slap in the face. (laughs) Like, that was really frustrating for me to realize because 95% of the time I consumed whole plant foods and I was still mindful of the products I used for cleaning, cooking, washing, etc., So I had parts of that ethical veganism, 
But the food part, I wasn't perfect at, and I didn't know how to handle it. To me, this is why people turn away from veganism. This is why people turn away from their own intuition when it comes to bettering their health. This is why people turn away from even starting or trying to eat more plant foods. Because the approach that you have to be all or nothing is intimidating. It gives the same feeling as when you go off a diet over and over again. I felt hopeless, embarrassed, and more importantly, I felt so alone. Why was I so obsessed over defining the way I eat for other people's benefit? Why is that even a question someone asks you in your everyday conversation? Like, can we talk about something else? (laughs) So, in case no one's told you, you don't need to define the way you choose to intuitively feed your body. Not for you, not for anyone. Just totally get rid of the idea of needing a label. It's, I mean, to me, it does more harm than good, especially in the beginning stages of figuring things out. After all the research I was doing in my spare time, it became clear to me nutrition was my calling. So I decided to become a registered dietitian nutritionist. For better or worse, becoming a registered dietitian is honestly the only way to earn true credentials in nutrition. I'll be honest, for most of my life, I didn't even know what a dietitian was, what they did, or how to become a plant-based registered dietitian at that. From the moment I learned becoming a registered dietitian was an option, I knew it was the perfect fit for me. Just a little backstory. While I was in my exercise science and health promotion program and I started realizing that I really wanted to study nutrition instead because I had no interest in becoming an athletic trainer or anything of that nature. So I spoke to my advisor and she tried to get me to stay in the program that I was in because she had known one of the graduates who did end up becoming a dietitian after graduating from there. So she actually put me in contact with her, which I'm very grateful for. But once I spoke to her myself, she clarified. The only reason she stayed so long is because she didn't decide that until the first semester of her senior year. So of course she was going to finish out what she started. But ultimately, the process took her that much longer because, you know, she didn't do it the right way. So once she told me that, I was like, okay, I I need to transfer, I need to find a program, I need to find an accredited program at that, which kind of scared me because that's very limited. (laughs) But thankfully, since I was in the Philly area, LaSalle University actually had a co-op program where you can do your dietetic internship as an undergraduate, and then you can take the exam once you graduate. Whereas most other programs, you don't get to do your dietetic internship until after you graduate. So essentially, it takes a little bit longer. So since I was already in school for two years, I needed the fastest, best way to get there. (laughs) So that's what I did. I applied to LaSalle and the rest is history. (laughs) Just kidding. Let me continue. Okay, so in 2015, I was introduced to credibility in the nutrition world when I started my undergraduate degree in nutrition at LaSalle University. Most of my nutrition and health education prior to transferring came from my own research and different influencers on social media. It finally clicked when I realized much of the evidence-based nutrition world uses the term plant-based. I even discovered Juliana Hever, registered dietitian, 
also known as the plant-based dietitian. Juliana is one of the many dietitians and healthcare professionals working to spread information about the power of whole plant foods for the past 10, 20, and 30 plus years. And luckily for me, I got to meet her a few years later, and I love her. She's amazing, and I appreciate all that she's done in this industry. I spent the following four years, plus an additional 1,200 hours, unpaid, mind you, studying all things nutrition, food, and the human body to become Brittany Cannon, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. I witnessed and contributed to using nutrition in critical times and for the average person. While I wish I had a class on plant-based nutrition, I didn't. When I was at my first college, they had one class in nutrition, which was another red flag I needed to transfer. (laughs) And then at LaSalle, everything is very much based on going into the clinical workforce. So, and also, as you know, with school and textbooks, like the information is very lagged from current world and current updates. So essentially, almost everything I know about plant-based nutrition, I learned on my own through books, webinars, conferences, research projects, and other plant-based dietitians. At the same time, those four years felt like a self-study of healing my own body. The more effort I put in, the more I could apply what I learned and the better I felt. Plant-based nutrition laid the foundation for my body to finally heal and come out of survival mode. Even through a near-death experience, my first broken bone and post-concussion syndrome, plant-based nutrition played a key role in my healing journey. I know, I know, I was blown away that something as simple as food and better lifestyle habits could lead to a completely different quality of life. One that stops working against the body and allows you to go from surviving to thriving. I did not appreciate my body before, and I know that now. I was too focused on what everyone else was doing and trying to shrink it. And yet, by practicing a plant-based and holistic lifestyle, I no longer had chronic strep throat, I no longer had digestive problems, I became more confident in my health, I found body acceptance and confidence in my ability to take care of myself. How liberating. I'm so excited for myself just reading this. (laughs) The more I learned, the more I realized the connection between studying nutrition, human anatomy, biochemistry, psychology, statistics, philosophy, and religion. Whole body wellness and nutrition is what we need. It was never meant to be separate. Our eating patterns, ways we move our bodies, sleeping habits, access to food, stress levels, and environment all make up our well-being and health. They are not separate systems working alone. It is one system trying to work together. 24-7. What I learned through it all. The most encouraging thing I learned through my journey is healing is possible. And we have an opportunity at each breath, each meal, and each new day to begin a nurturing journey. I say this because I wish someone had told me 
those three simple words instead of telling me to just deal with it or put a band-aid over the problem. I wish someone had told me there was a better way and I wasn't going to have to live in fear of my body nor hating it. That high-intensity exercise schedule was never about my health. There's nothing wrong with wanting to make physical changes to your body that also benefit your health, but think about it. What are those other thoughts surrounding it? That's where the line honestly gets drawn. Once I learned what a difference I could make with my food and mindful living and felt the difference, I was hooked. My body had been talking to me all along through the rashes, the discomfort, mental fog, anxiety, depression, bloating, injuries, and fatigue. I was suffering and knew I needed a better way. And eventually, I said enough was enough. I worked on my mindset and included new habits into my life like intuitive eating and intuitive movement. Most importantly, I kept promises to myself, something which once felt impossible because of my everyday reality. I have to admit, I am feeling overly grounded lately in my health, in my family, in my life. Like the pieces of the puzzle finally fit after struggling with my mental health and physical health for so long. I'm incredibly grateful for taking a step back and creating a life that is nourishing on every level, mind, body, and soul. It's never too late to start creating a new reality for yourself. No food can guarantee immortality and perfect health, but plant-based foods sure get pretty close. (laughs) Eating intuitively plant-based and living a holistic lifestyle that makes me happy really gives me the best shot at a long, energetic, joyful, and fulfilling life. I mentioned before how my experience did not happen overnight. It has been a long journey, and the journey still continues. But I wish I had a guide like myself when I embarked on this journey, to have helped me get to where I am now, to reflect my internal and external realities back to me, and help me make sense of what was happening, to hold space for me as I moved through it at my own pace and to figure out the steps I needed to keep moving forward. This is honestly one of the biggest parts that has motivated me to not only become a registered dietitian and help others, but that's why I also have added on the holistic health coaching aspect. Because these little in-between of, you know, to continue moving forward with small steps and just someone to talk to about whatever was going on is is really life-changing. And having that kind of support is, is one of a kind. And I'm so grateful to be able to offer that to others. And if this sounds like something that you're interested in, I do have a one-on-one health coaching program, which of course I've called Holistic by Nature. <laughs> um, I will have my application in the show notes. So if you feel called to explore this and you want someone like me on your team, I would love the opportunity to work with you. Now, as I mentioned before, there was a time I didn't think my experience and knowledge was worth sharing because I believed everyone else was already sharing it. 
Now that I've graduated from my nutrition program and I'm finding myself in this healthcare world, I can't help but to keep thinking, why aren't doctors, nurses, healthcare teams talking about plant-based nutrition and lifestyle medicine? Well, since no one else is going to talk about it, I have made it my mission to be the mentor and guide I never had on this transformational journey. To use the wisdom of my own experiences and guide others on their unique path to grow into their most wholesome self. Sometimes reclaiming your peace means uprooting life as you know it and taking, or better yet, making a new path. I think we all deserve to find our truest, most wholesome selves in mind and body. This is my why, and this is why I practice this lifestyle every day. Your story matters. Keep showing up with gratitude and many blessings. Brittany. I'd like to end my story with this quote by Dr. Christiane Northrup. Every woman who heals herself helps heal all women who came before her and all those who came after. Love that. I so resonate with this. It just, it speaks volumes to my mission and everything that I've been through and why I'm here to help others. Okay, so since I wrote that story about three years ago, I'd like to give a little brief update of where I'm at since then. I only got to where I am today because of the courage I had to, one, advocate for myself, two, have belief in the healing journey, and three, taking consistent small action steps forward. So overall, those small action steps that I took throughout all of these years has really made a world of a difference as part of my whole transforming journey. And I've really been able to see how all the parts and all the pieces fit together best in the best way for me. And that's really why I promote the whole person and acknowledging all parts of your health because it's more than just the one factor. Today, I am happily and humbly eight years free of chronic strep throat amongst a bunch of other things. But more importantly, my relationship with my body and food is strong and positive now. I really have the confidence that I know exactly what my body needs and thrives on. And I wouldn't be able to have those answers without doing the experimenting and really getting to know my body and not just the average person and, you know, just general advice. There's something to be said for going through it for yourself because general health recommendations don't take into account your personal health journey and your personal health history. So I'm really passionate about this because I hope that you really get the message that healing is possible and everyone deserves to feel confident in their health. It's beyond liberating. Now, as I mentioned in the last episode, It's those small action steps that are attainable that will allow you to easily discover the things that are working for you and the things that aren't. And over time, these incremental steps add up and are what lead to a lasting transformation. If you'd like to get started with your holistic health journey, I have a free handout giving you my top 15 steps to support health with simple suggestions you can take 
this week. The link will be in the show notes for you to access today. So that wraps up today's episode. Thank you again so much for listening and joining me on this second episode of Holistic by Nature. I hope this was helpful for you and you learned something new. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to not only subscribe, but also leave a review and five stars, please, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I will see you every Tuesday moving forward. Until then, have an amazing week. You're listening to Holistic by Nature.